Hello friends, so excited to tell you about the new Trade Show University YouTube channel where we have five-minute pro tips, we've got longer training episodes, we've got expert interviews, and so much more coming up. Many of these video versions of the podcast episodes that you've enjoyed, plus there's videos there of content that is not available on our podcast, so please go to YouTube, search for Trade Show University, hit subscribe, and binge on those videos, which, which I have designed to help businesses get more leads, more sales, and more profits through the power of trade shows. So go find Trade Show University on YouTube and tell a friend. All right, here we go. Really pleased to have on today a, someone who's a pro in the industry. He has, and, I, and I've had a few few guests on talking about data because data is so important. It's more important than ever because we have so much available to us, especially in our virtual events, but in our live events as well. And if if you're an exhibitor, or sponsor, or a show organizer, and don't understand the data that's in front of you, you've got to just to keep your ears open because there's so much that you could be missing out on. And really, really pleased to have on Joe Colangelo. Joe is the co-founder and CEO of Bear Analytics, a technology company that powers event success. Obsessed by the fundamental belief that data-driven insights make for better event outcomes and experiences, that led to the development of Bear IQ. And I'm going to let Joe tell all about Bear IQ later. Phenomenal product and platform. Joe. Welcome to Trade Show University. Say hi to all of our event professionals out there. How are we doing, everybody? Really excited to be here today. Jim, of course, thank you very much for having me. This is truly an honor, and I'm excited to talk about trade shows, events, and, of course, my favorite four-letter word, data. Data. <laughs> the four-letter word that I think just most people just don't understand how much is available to them and what it really, really means for them. And like you said, it's people consider it a four letter word, but let's start with the benefits of data. What can a show organizer or an exhibitor expect from the, from the data they can capture today? Yeah. So, I mean, you hit the nail right on the head. It's the data that's already being captured. This isn't something where a new endeavor, a new activity, a new strategic priority has to happen. There's already an asset being generated for both pre, during, and post event. And that's the data that's coming in through things like registration, exhibit sales, your event app engagement, leads, content and program engagement around digital and virtual events. And you know, you may be checking all of those boxes, you may only be checking some of those boxes. But any time that you have a, a technical or a platform interfacing with something for your event, data's coming out of it. That's the exhaust, right? And so capturing it is, is a whole other animal. Doing something with it is the ultimate, right? And that's where you know, I think we're going to get into today. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you said, it's one thing to have data. It's another thing to, if, if, for me, I look at a spreadsheet and I'm like, okay, now what? <laughs> and I think that's really where you step in with the, the work that you've been doing at Bear, and 
that is figuring helping people figure out the now what so yeah i mean we've been doing this for almost 10 years and i think what you just are so i mean 10 years ago though you folks weren't even looking at a spreadsheet not because they didn't know how because that capture really was a challenge yeah the 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 platforms didn't necessarily 100 percent make the data readily available the users and the organizers weren't exactly pining for it and you know it really didn't start materially happening i you know, from our purview till 2016, 2017. And now, of course, it's a whole, it's, it's, it's a whole different ballgame, especially going through the last two years on the virtual side. That's been one of the, you know, the things that kind of hit us in the face immediately when we started demoing and testing out some of these platforms and looking at their data model, like, holy cow, there's five to 10 times as much data being generated for a comparable size live event. And so, wow, yeah, wow. we knew it was game on at that point. Wow, that's significant. What can an exhibitor do with that? How 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 can they how can data help them grow revenue? So, an exhibitor organizer. I'm sorry. Oh, Where do you want to start? Well, let's start. Let's start organizer because that's yeah. that they're going to have probably access to even more because they've got all their exhibitors and they've got the sponsors. They've got the they have the breakout sessions and all that. Yeah, that's right, and they're typically ninety five ninety eight percent of the time the owner of the data. Right. So they're the ones putting that, they're the ones owning the event, the resulting data that's being captured, they have ownership over. Okay. And then so as we're in this, you know, return to revenue environment, especially for live events, the opportunity to garner more of the right audience. So there's been a tremendous amount of turnover. You, know, you hear things like the great resignation, teams are more distributed than ever. Mm -hmm. It's really a transient environment for who is the right person that's supposed to be coming to your event. It's no longer just about the top line number, but it's about the mix. Do we have the right mix between wholesalers, distributors, buyers? What's the buying power that's on the show floor? Are these new people or returning people? Some, some companies didn't make it through the pandemic. Where are right, new companies right. coming from? Where are our bellwethers? Are they performing at the same level pre and post pandemic? And so there's no shortage of questions. I think the opportunity for data is an efficiency exercise, whether you're in a marketing or a sales function. So if you're trying to get people, you're trying to get companies, you're trying to grow booth size or sell sponsorships, you know, data just helps reduce the friction to all of those things. In some cases, it provides the answer, but, you know, I'm, and this is coming from a data guy. It's not something where every single nugget is going to be, I didn't know that. In some cases, right. it's reaffirming. Here's where your strategy is working. Let's double down on it. We hear that all the time in marketing, yeah. right? Anybody who's a marketer knows and, and knows where it doesn't know where half their marketing is working, right? And so yeah. when you're actually yeah. able to see codes and personas line up, like that, that's a good day because you know you have something there that's actually materially making a difference. <laughs> and then you can also jettison the pieces that aren't, which I often find also lends a pretty big smile on people's faces when they go, yeah, we tried it. It didn't work. We stopped allocating resources to it. That's also a pretty good day for a marketer. Absolutely. Yeah. You're, you're not throwing away, throwing good money after bad. And, and you might, you may have been doing that for years, but like you said, it's the analytics and what is it, how do you turn that into something that really makes a difference? And, and I think we're entering, you know, we're the traditional world of kind of live events is still fairly depressed right? It's still making a comeback. Sure. It's, it's pointed, it's directionally correct. It's got momentum. Folks are a lot more excited, you know, coming out of the end of Q2 than they were out of the end of Q1, which is all good stuff. But as we 
continue to move forward, I think you're going to find that the exhibitor sponsor brand, the companies behind those, those purchases, you know, they're not going to be working with 2019 budgets. And so they're going to be working with the organizers that give them the best understanding on the experience or the expected value of the opportunities that they're going to connect with. And I, you know, obviously I'm biased in this equation, but I don't know how you don't tell that story with data because otherwise it's just kind of a mix of, we promise this part of the floor is going to be hot. Everyone's going to be looking at your banner, but this is a marketing function for these brands. And they had two years of everything going digital for them where they can measure the minutia of the minutia. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to be able to get down to that level, you know, like pixel type tracking on the show floor. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. But I don't think you can get away with maybe necessarily as light of a touch as there was pre pandemic. So what do you think with all this data that's available? And like you said, over the last couple of years, the digital events, all the, the mountains of data that were available, what, what percentage just off the, off the top of your head, do you think of the show planners and show organizers that are actually utilizing the data that they have available to them? That's an interesting question. When you talk about like utilization or utility, there's two ways to look at it. I would say 95% of organizers are doing something. Okay. So it's, it's not that organizers don't know the questions to ask. They're the, frankly, they're the best question answers in the game. Nice. <laughs> the, the, a lot of our new products and features and, and recently, almost all of them are client-led. So these are inquisitive folks. They love and have a deep passion for what they do, and they care about success and outcomes. And so they're constantly asking second, third, and fourth-order questions. When, we, when you talk about the utilization, though, there's, like a, there's an optimization kind of axie there that I think is a little underutilized. And okay. that's because doing the analytics yourself for certain things at times can be really painful. And the reason it's painful is there's different departments. There's different tools, different folks report and have different, different acumen for reporting in different ways. And so when you lose consistency or you may have reporting that comes in and, and Peter does it different than Susie and the numbers don't line up year to year because seven weeks out was calculated on a Wednesday last year. And this year they're calculated on a Monday and, and things like that, you start to see the, the utilization, the utility drop. And I, so having been on the event organizer side and really one of the fundamental reasons that my business partner Eric and I started the company was even being a data driven person. When you're four weeks out from an event, I don't care who you are. It's, really hard to find that headspace to find that time and to find that headspace and time with your colleagues like you you're just on the front lines right yeah. and the, with the two years that everyone's had now and trying to plan and still contingency plan in a lot of cases in a lot of different ways like it's just not in the top five of priorities because it's fire after fire that you're putting out so i get it right it's not the end all be all you're not like skirting your responsibilities by not doing something you know, with your data, we're just trying to reduce the friction and, and present it in front of people in a way that they trust and can do something with it when they are, when it's the most impactful, five, four, three, two weeks out from the event. Coming out of an event, when these show organizers and their teams, they're doing all the wrap up and they probably don't have the time to really 
pour through the data in a timely manner. That's just, that's where having, going to an outside company to do the analytics is probably the key. Is that correct? Is that what you would say? Yeah. I mean, I think we have, you know, I think the place in the market that we sit to satisfy that need is the second, you know, you build a city for four days and then tear it down and have this like, you know, (laughs) 10, eight, 10 months of planning, sometimes more than a year of planning to do it. Mm-hmm. What is the first thing you want to do? Well, you want to you want to take like a couple of days to catch your breath, right? Right, absolutely. And you know that that happens across teams, but like you said, it's immediately then in post event wrap up mode. And so we just recently launched a you know, quite literally it's called the post event report, where you can compare that year's stats across things like financial performance, demographics, trending around loyalty and retention, organizational composition against your trailing three, four, five years, whatever, whatever you're looking for. You know, we do it in a fairly automated manner so that when you do come back from that well-deserved vacation, you're getting right into what did we learn, what do we know, and what can we improve upon next year without having to do the messy work building up to that decision making or those strategy discussions and oftentimes a lot of our clients it's not just one annual event so maybe the big one happened but then you have four regional events the next six months right so it's you know what is what what is the saying like you're drinking out of a fire hose kind of thing (laughs) yeah yeah and each one of those regional events might have a different focus or a different theme or a different you know it might not be a full trade show it might be a conference it might be you know there's there's so many so many things that that could have so many variables if i if i'm a show planner i'm listening to this i'm going wow yeah we just don't have the bandwidth we don't have the firepower to really pour through data like we'd like to but and here's, here's the question to you, Joe. What is the potential ROI on having analytics done for us? Yeah, great question. So the first like impact center is there's already people doing it. You have a reg manager that's doing and tracking people. You have a sales manager or teams that are reporting this out. By and large, you know, and let's call it a five or a six-person dedicated events team, you're spending somewhere between 25 and 35 K salary time benefits, you know, just time and materials, if you will, doing this through the course of the year for the events that, that you're putting on. It's it's happening already, right? People are in spreadsheets. This is the Excel work. Yep. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And some, and some folks may be doing some light BI, you know, either way, like the software component of this isn't the big, the big piece. It's the, it's the blood, sweat and tears of, of, of the people putting this together. The other side of the coin that I, would rather talk about because it's a lot more positive is, you know, what, what would you, what would your event look like with, you know, 15 to 20% more registrants and a hundred to 150 K in additional booth sales. And so that, that is really the performance-based metrics when you're reaching organizations that and presenting them with sponsorship packages booth arena, booth opportunities that are more in line with a, what they've done in the past, what other companies that fit a similar profile have done, you know, again, so you can go into those discussions and say, Hey, did you know, we think you need to take a 20 by 20 because other folks and pick your, you know, your, your sample vertical seeing 80 leads per 10 by 10 for our show. So that's, is that something that you want to, 
you know, be part of. If we put it in this part of the show floor, you're going to see a 10% bump versus this other part of the show floor. And by the way, I only have one of these booths left. You know, wow. that's, that's wow. truly an empowering exercise. And then you're just closing more deals faster. And so it's an efficiency exercise. Same thing on the marketing side, getting, hitting people at the right time when they or folks from their organization typically convert on the registration side. Wow. That is, like you said, it's, a, it's very empowering as a sales rep selling those booth spaces to be able to have that kind of data available to it, to you is that's mind blowing. <laughs> that's really cool. So what about size of show? So if I'm a show organizer, maybe I run just one annual show a year. And then on the other side, you've got these huge show, show organizers that are doing dozens or up to hundreds of shows a year that are all over the place. Where do you see the biggest bang for the buck for your clients? Well, let me let me give you a little story about the last two years because pre-pandemic, we were only working with the world's largest trade shows because you needed a certain volume of data to do predictive models and to do some really cool stuff and Got get it. to actual growth. But what we learned through the pandemic when we were building Bear IQ is one, the definition of an event or a show really changed. Now we have folks coming to us going, there is no big annual event. There's no 2000 person conference. We yeah. run 250 webinars a year. They're in four verticals. It's a combination of, you know, live and in-person audience. And we're just trying to know Acme Corporation sent 50 people to how many events? How many times do we see Jim take two courses in a month and all of this kind of stuff. And so mm -hmm. It's never been more variable in terms of people's use cases. Yeah, there's absolutely still the I run one 50,000 person event, you know, with a 250,000 square foot, you know, kind of trade show floor that utility, but mm -hmm. there's a lot of permutations in between. And the what differs is just how the the questions and the way that the user interface the charts and the graphs are presented across that spectrum so you're not doing you know trade show predictive models we're 20 weeks out from the event where are you going to end up for a 50-person webinar right so you, right right it, it just you know that's that's the wrong hammer for the wrong nail but you are looking at content tags and being able to surface like a market basket analysis to say which two program elements do people take concurrently or, and, and that maybe not concurrently, but, you know, together. And so you can start to create bundles and you can then figure out what price sensitivity is around some of these things. And so there's different use cases across. I mean, it's never been more exciting, frankly, because there's more data than ever. There's more use cases than ever. And like the, the definition of an event is like wider than ever and bleeding into education hard. Yeah. Dang. Okay. My mind is blown and spinning as to where where we can go with this but and i could talk all night about this this kind of stuff let's boil down what, what we talked about today as as we kind of you know turn the corner on, on our conversation and give give a couple of of tips of show organizer that is you know wherever they're at what would be some good starting points to for them to start asking the right questions and to move toward really being able to analyze the data that they already already capturing yeah so first tip number one and this is you know this is the lock right if you do anything this is 
This is the fixes in on this tip, guaranteed winner. <laughs> any of your pre-planning meetings, any of your post-show meetings, start the meeting, the first agenda item, make the first five minutes talk about data across departments. This was extremely, I did, you know, one of, one of kind of my mentors in the space did this when we were on the event organizer side. And it was, I mean, I, he, it was like, we have a ton of stuff to cover. It's literally five minutes. But every group, we're sitting in a room, you have cross-functional teams, cross-sales, cross-marketing, cross-ops. Everybody had to give their like KPIs, their updates. Reg had to say what's up or down. Sales did the same thing. But ops had to go out and say, under budget, over budget, right? Everybody's got numbers that they yeah. report out and you start every discussion with that. And then what, what ends up happening is you start seeing these kind of different neurons connect across teams. And all of a sudden everyone's like, wait, if I move my lever this way, it impacts that group over there. And yes. I don't know if this was the intent, but I'll tell you what the result was. It was more cohesive, more folks cohesively working together because we were all really hyper attuned to what the outcomes were based on the work that was being done and the decisions that were being made. And it also, oftentimes it's really challenging to say, we're not going to do something anymore. That is the biggest fear center. And this is an exercise in transparency that, that really made it feel like a safe space to go, you know what, this, this idea didn't matter who, who came up with it. It was in play for a long enough time. The data doesn't support it. It's done on to the next. And that, I mean, that's my number one lock because I haven't, I haven't not seen that been successful. Let me put it that way. To repeat that, start every meeting as you're getting ready to, no, no matter how far out you are, start every meeting talking about data, have everybody have their analytics, their KPIs and report in. And like Joe said, and I've been part of these kind of meetings before, you will see the cohesion start to come together as people start to realize this is, we are one living, breathing, organic unit as we're planning this show. And we can't, we can't leave the kidneys over there <laughs> because they're doing something else. You need them. We need them. And so we need every, every part, you know, sales needs marketing as much as they fight each other. Sales needs marketing and operations and registration. We all need each other to have an amazing event. And if you are, and you get what you measure, you get what you measure. And as, and if you're not measuring and you're not staying on top of that, Things are just going to be missed, and you may never know what you've missed. And I think, I think show organizers now and companies across the world, with all this data that's coming in, they're now seeing, oh my gosh, if we had this data back then, what where could we be today? So, Joe, top your top one or two takeaways from everything we talked about today. Uh, what do you think? Obviously, you gave your lock already. As sure. to what people could do, is there any? What else do you want people to take away from today's conversation? So, I mean, the data supports this. We're hyper bullish on events. We're hyper bullish on the type of engagement that live and virtual events offer, and now we're starting to see the marketplace figure out those unique value centers. And you know, I'm not going to be the person that's going to define what a hybrid event is. That's a little too political for me. <laughs> but it's absolutely starting to, you know, materialize and it's not the same event virtually and in person. That's the one thing that it isn't, right? And so we we definitely expect that still to, you know, materialize in the in, in the coming quarters. Just a couple of things, you know, that are a little time sensitive to when we're 
we're recording this, but you know, registration and marketing conversion windows are narrower, way narrower than we saw in 2019. And that was kind of like the most narrow year in the previous four before that. So folks are deciding to travel and show up and attend later and later, which is, you know, putting probably more gray hairs on the marketing person's um, head. So that, that that's another big driver of where we're seeing data kind of like, you know, help because wisdom of the crowd, we can look at the events that are running on our platform and tell you, hey, you're going to end up in this range. Trust us. We know it looks like a weird reg cycle, but this is a, you know, a weird return to revenue environment that we're in and folks are just making decisions later. Be patient, <laughs> but it's, but man, that is, those are great takeaways. Joe, thank you so much. You've shared so much great information today. You, you've kind of wet our whistle a little bit at the beginning. Bear IQ. Tell us a little bit about Bear IQ. Yeah, so Bear IQ is a platform that we really developed in the in the throes of the pandemic because we knew, as I, I mentioned earlier, that there was just more data being generated than ever. And the bet we made when we started the company was data is going to be materially important for events. There's only going to be more data being collected in the future and an impact or its potential for impact is going to be greater. And when we were like everybody else in the industry getting crushed in the middle of the pandemic, we said to ourselves, do we still believe in these things? And, and we did. And so we pivoted the company um, to be more technology based because we knew we had to be more technology robust because there was more technology out there for event organizers. And so we're building the leading event intelligence platform. We want to be able to hook up to all the tool sets that our clients use bring the data in, clean, consolidate it, enrich it, take that off their plate, just give them the opportunity to make data-focused decisions. We think that leads to better events. So if people want to learn more about Bear IQ or maybe uh, connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, we're no nonsense over here. So I'm Joe at bearanalytics.com. That's not my fake email. I've been using it for 10 years. You can <laughs> ping me and I respond. How about that? That's amazing. Joe, this has been just mind-blowing for me, and I'm sure a lot of uh, show organizers, hopefully they're they're doubling down and, and making a commitment to really diving into their data, finding out what's available. And shoot, guys, everybody listening, reach out to Joe. Find out what Bear IQ can do for you, Bear Analytics and, and the team there. What can they do for your event? Or what can you do on your own? You know, this is the... There's so much available to you. Don't miss out because you're, you're missing opportunities. You're missing opportunities. So, Joe, thanks again so much for, for sharing today. And I just really appreciate you being on. Thanks, Jim. I had a blast. I love what you're doing here. I love your passion, your format. This is incredible. Thanks for what you're doing for the industry, man. I really dig it. It is my pleasure. Thank you for the, for saying that. I love this. <laughs> I love talking trade shows and, and helping peel back the onions for, uh, for everybody to get better because as you know, and as a lot of people know, if, if the exhibitors have a better show, then they're going to be ordering bigger booths next year. They're going to be up in their sponsorship dollars, and then the show is going to grow, and then they're going to need to know how to, how to grow. And it's going to start with the data. If you know the data, you're going to be able to help your exhibitors better. You're going to be able to help your, your sponsors better. And it's just the rising tide, baby, the rising tide. So thank you, Joe. And everyone listening, keep getting better. Just keep learning. Keep coming back here to campus each week at Trade Show University. We will see you next time.